Welcome to the Tech People Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder, as well as an ambassador for Ops Talent. I believe at the heart of any success story are the people who made it happen. Diversity, creativity, and innovation, where nurturing people can lead to an unbeatable formula. I created this podcast to share the experiences of some truly inspirational leaders on a journey to success. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Tech People. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Daniel Clever to the show. Daniel is a sales director at Trevrata. I will let him share some more information about himself in a moment, but he's kindly joined us today to help us learn more about open banking. So what is it exactly? How is it helping you? And also, these days we hear a lot about AI. So how is AI helping in this space? And how do they feel about it for the future? So with that, let's welcome Daniel to the show. Welcome, Daniel. Hey, Ken. Thanks for having me here. My pleasure. I'm looking forward to learning all about open banking and how it can help us in the current world we live on. But before we go there, let's maybe learn a bit more about you. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Daniel Plevitt, based out of Brooklyn, New York, born and raised in Southern California, majored in communication studies, minored in Spanish, now a sales director at Trovada, which we're based out of San Diego. Uh, Trovada helping finance and treasury teams automate cash management and visibility through open banking APIs, which we're uh, going to be talking about here today. Just too often the case we hear multi-million and multi-billion dollar companies managing their cash and cash flows really the same way that uh, you and I probably manage our cash flows can just with bank portals and copy and paste in information in Excel. So we work with a lot of different companies to help automate that. Yeah. And that's that what we're doing. And in terms of the US, I mean, is the, most of the banking is it done in, in New York and that kind of area or is it at different places throughout the US? Probably in the past, it was mostly centered in major cities. But I mean, since COVID, it's pretty much spread out. So we've got major banks, you've got neobanks, you've got international banks. And a lot of what Shravada is doing is really this multi-bank aggregation. So we have companies just a, a US footprint or maybe just a regional banks or also all the way across the globe. So we're pretty widespread. I wouldn't say just New York City. It's a big world and we're touching a lot of different parts of it. Very cool. So listen, it's open banking. It'd be great to give us, get us your insight to what is it is exactly, maybe simplify it for us, for our ba- us basic humans, so we can understand it. <laughs> Definitely. Right. The kindergarten explanation of open bank <laughs> is that it happened right around 2016. And apps like Venmo or Mint.com or Robinhood came as using these open banking APIs, right? APIs, a big buzzword, but really it's just allowing different financial systems to talk to each other in a more seamless way. So what is open banking? It allows third-party apps or fintechs to connect to those banks and use that banking data, and then they can build their own technology on top of it. So in the past, we were limited to really whatever the banks were doing. It was all behind closed doors. It was just the banking portals. And then now with open banking, not necessarily opening up the floodgates, but opening up what's behind those closed doors. So apps like a Trovada can connect and partner with the banks and then build a really nice user application. So you're not just limited to sheets. You're not just limited to bank portals, right? You get all that access to your banking data and then you can drive innovation from there. 
it must be really driving the fintech world in terms of you know new applications, new oh. ideas, new innovation. Absolutely. Without open bank, and there, there is no fintechs for the most part. There were some fintechs that started in the 80s or 90s, but really weren't any in between the last 20 years. It just wasn't a play in America for a variety of recent outdated technology and just not been advancing. But with these open banking APIs, absolutely revolutionizing the game. But is that a big challenge for the big banks? Are they happy with that? Well, I think that they're happy. A big thing that we're hearing, because a lot of what Travada is backed by JP Morgan and Wells Fargo. So a lot of my time is spent one-on-one conversations with bankers, one-on-one conversations with their clients. And really the big slogan here is build through partnerships. It's capitalism at the finest here, right? Instead of having everything locked up, now we've opened it up. And then, you know, finally we realized that Right. Banks aren't going to be driving the innovation. They may hold all the funds, but it's going to be someone drinking kombucha and Birkenstocks and Silicon Valley coding the, the new software design. So really, they're just opening up to the world for all that new talent. It's how they like when companies like remote, now they can hire wherever they want it. They can get the best talent. They're not just limited to who's ever a part of that specific company. Very cool. I mean, because, you know, you mentioned there all this old technology. Has that been a challenge to get all those APIs built in old banks integrated into our systems? It's a slow rollout, right? Okay. The major banks like the JP Morgan and the Wells Fargo's, those are industry leading and those are going to have API connections. And then basically all the other banks are kind of falling in place behind them. They're setting the standard, right? So you have more regional banks having APIs, you have more international banks coming out with APIs, and then those smaller banks are going to be a couple of years behind. It's our prediction that in the next five or so years, pretty much everyone's going to be on APIs. Now, the thing is, Ken, unfortunately, all the APIs are a little bit different. So there's not quite a standard yet in the Mm -hmm. US. Now, out there in Europe, Actually, doing a pretty much uh, kind of a better job in terms of standardizing, but not in the US. So that's really where Travada comes in is standardizing all these APIs. That's interesting because I remember I used to work in banking a few years back and things like doing, you know, bank statements and bank reconciliations. I remember this term MT940. So in theory, there should be one standard bank reconciliation file, but every bank had a different standard. It's just not the same with payments. Every bank had a different uh, format of payment and different files and trying to integrate them all was an absolute nightmare, to be honest with you. It, really imagine. it is absolutely a nightmare. And it's funny that you bring up MT940s. I think that outside of the APIs, that's the most recent file type. And I'm pretty sure that was made in the 1980s. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. Is there any downsides with this, Daniel, in your opinion, in terms of doing all these APIs, security, and how data? There's always going to be security concerns. Right. I think that there's always going to be that. Right. So I don't view it as a major downside. I just view it as something that's, that's going to happen. Right. That's why cybersecurity and fraud prevention is, you know, it's a growing industry. So it's something that comes with new technology and digital access. But in terms of major downsides, I'm not seeing. How about then access to all this data? I mean, as in, you know, Character, a middle person, do you have access then to all the banking data? Yes, yeah. and no. We're built and we're built. Well, I can only speak for Chirata. So, by 
being directly integrated with the banks, we're never managing or accessing those funds. So it's really like with the API technology, we're taking that pipe from the bank and then we're plugging it into your Travada instance. So we're not touching it. We're just kind of those pipes that allow you to standardize your data and then put it into a user app. So we're not accessing or managing your funds, right? We're SOC 1, we're SOC 2 compliant, right? We're designed in a way that, that avoids being penetrated. So I might be explaining this in a bad in a bad. No, 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 it's good. It's good. So I understand with you guys. So you're you're really working to support the banks in terms of all these different file types and standards and simplify it for them for the integrations. Would that be correct assumption to make? Yeah, that's absolutely assumption. So being SOC one and SOC two compliant, being partnered, backed, and vetted by the banks, we're really there to standardize all the data, get it in single format, and then give it in a user application that's just easy to use and intuitive. Very cool. And because, you know, I'm attending a lot of events recently and everything is about AI and most of the people I speak to, they want to learn more about AI and, AI and how it helps their business. So how is AI helping open banking? AI is helping open banking in a lot of different ways. Most comes down to being more efficient and more cost savings, having better customer success, and then also better security. So there's a lot of routine tasks with reconciliations or cash reporting or cash forecasting. There's a lot of accountants just living in spreadsheets, plugging and chugging numbers. So if you can incorporate AI into that open banking application, you can streamline productivity, you can reduce that manual labor. And then in turn, you can also have a lot more responsive customer success. And then I know I'm not involved in security, but there's a lot of other security fronts that are coming out here, which are really interesting with AI. Cool. And you know, banking is, you know, I suppose it's an industry that's kind of, in my opinion, has been slow to move and adapt. Okay, you have fintechs, which are driving it rather than the banking. So is it, are they slow to adapt to AI or are they quite open to it? Right now, they're quite open to it. There's a lot of different innovation, but you're right, Ken. It's the fintechs pushing innovation. At this point, there's hundreds of fintechs knocking on the bank stores saying, look at all these beautiful ways that we can drive innovation and better client retention and improve the customer experience if you partner with us and you incorporate these new technologies. So you're right. They have been slow moving in the past, but in today's world, things are definitely changing. It's good to see what I suppose they kind of have to as well with competition, don't they? Yeah, that is capitalism, isn't it? Staying top of things. But tell us about the future. I mean, how do you see that? I mean, in your opinion, has it evolved quite quickly or is it evolving since you know 2016 you mentioned? Or has it been quite slow and now it's starting to accelerate? And where do you see it going for the future? I see it as that little banana growth chart where it's starting to skyrocket here. Stars all these chat boss and the new AI. Right. The whole idea of open banking is that banks aren't limiting themselves to whatever they can come up with by just themselves. Right. So they're going to make sure everything's secure and they're going to choose reliable partners. But with these new technologies, it's only going to change. So my mind goes to chatbots right now, but it's going to be really interesting what new technologies come out in the next 5, 10, 20 years and how they're incorporated. Right. There's no reason for us not to assume that you're going to be able to have your own Tony Stark Jarvis where you're going back and forth and asking questions and they're pulling real-time data from your banks. It's going to be whatever the new technologies are 
They're just going to want to make sure that it's reliable and secure before they roll it out. Wow. Very cool. Listen, we're going to have to get you on again uh, in the future to see what's how it's evolved. Most definitely. Looking forward to that. Daniel, listen, thank you so much for your time today. If somebody would like to reach out to you, what's the best way of getting in touch? Yeah, just check me out on LinkedIn. It's Daniel Clevett, or you could email me at daniel.clevett at trovada.io. Fantastic, Daniel. Listen so much. Appreciate it for your time today. I wish you all the best for the rest of the evening. All right. Thank you again. Talk to you soon.